Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This morning, vaccine investigation. Health officials meet over AstraZeneca clotting concerns as the national rollout ramps up. Secret hope Queensland scientists working on their abandoned local vaccine candidate. Travel bubble decision, the New Zealand PM to make a call on a date for two-way travel today. And Anzac exemptions, more allowed at the Sydney service while other states remain in limbo. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. The number of COVID-19 vaccines being administered around the country is expected to double by the end of this week. 3,000 GP clinics will be distributing doses as our program picks up pace. Although we currently have no cases of community transmission in Australia, we are permanently at risk of being on the brink of another outbreak. There will be inevitably more cases of community transmission. Health officials are undertaking further investigations into the AstraZeneca vaccine clotting concerns. Australia's Vaccine Advisory Board will meet tomorrow to weigh up the risk and the benefits of the jab. As fears mount over the AstraZeneca vaccine, Queensland researchers have been silently working to revive a locally made jab. The University of Queensland's vaccine candidate was unceremoniously scrapped last year after some patients recorded false positive HIV results. Researchers are now working to progress the technology in the hopes of providing a one-jab COVID defence. Queensland's Deputy Premier has taken aim at the Prime Minister ahead of this week's National Cabinet meeting. Stephen Miles is accusing Scott Morrison of using COVID-19 to detract from the gender crisis which has engulfed Parliament House in recent weeks. The Prime Minister will continue to try to uh, use the vaccine rollout and, uh, and COVID more generally to distract from the government's other problems. That's been a very orchestrated campaign over the last few days to try to stop you all talking about Brittany Higgins and rape and sexual harassment. High on the agenda at Friday's meeting will be the push for a quarantine facility near Toowoomba as more international travellers test positive to the virus, putting a greater strain on the state's hospitals. 
thousands of Melbourne residents are on high alert after fragments of COVID-19 were detected in sewage across nine city suburbs. Those in areas including Altona, Hoppers Crossing and Point Cook are being told to look out for symptoms. Victoria hasn't had a case of community transmission in about five weeks, with the fragments likely being shared by a person who has recovered from the virus. COVID restrictions in northern New South Wales have come to an end overnight. Residents in Byron, the Tweed, Ballina and Lismore no longer need to wear masks in indoor public areas and limit gatherings after the virus hijacked a hen's party and jumped the Queensland border. It resulted in the cancellation of Blues Fest, which usually attracts thousands of people. Close contacts still need to complete their 14-day isolation period from the date of exposure. New Zealand is expected to announce a date for the start of a trans-Tasman travel bubble today. Let's go live to Seven News political reporter Olivia Leeming. Good morning, Olivia. When could the two-way travel corridor be up and running? This will begin this month. Good morning, Jody. Australians and New Zealanders will be able to fly to their respective countries without having to quarantine, though we understand Australians also will not need to be vaccinated to travel. It could begin as early as Friday, though more likely not until next Monday, the 12th of April. The 19th has also been flagged as a possible date. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern will reveal details this afternoon after the start date gets the green light from New Zealand cabinet this morning. Air New Zealand is already preparing to run quarantine free flights this month between Auckland, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane and Hobart, while Qantas and Jetstar also ramping up flights. So it'll be the first real test for Australians venturing overseas since COVID. New Zealanders of course have already been allowed here without having to quarantine. Now the travel bubble extending to allow Australians to holiday over there. Not all states will necessarily be included. The bubble will be closely monitored and areas where there are an outbreak could be shut off at various times. And the New Zealand government could also direct New Zealanders to quarantine at home if they've been in close contact with a case here in Australia. Jody. Exciting news. OK, thanks, Olivia. The financial regulator is considering stepping in as property prices soar. Australian house prices rose 2.8% in March, the fastest monthly growth in 33 years. Many first home buyers are being locked out of the market. Under consideration are restrictions on the amount of interest-only home loans a bank can fund. The official cash rate is expected to stay at a record low of 0.1 when the Reserve Bank meets today. Sydney's Anzac Day March has been granted a special exemption which will allow 10,000 people to take part. Veterans and descendants of veterans will be allowed to march through the centre of Sydney past the Anzac Memorial in Hyde Park. The decision to allow 10,000 people to take part follows anger from veterans over initial plans to restrict the numbers to just 500 people. A toddler is in an induced coma in Sydney Children's Hospital after he was pulled unconscious from the water at Clontarf Beach. The toddler spent almost a minute underwater before being revived. Two off-duty doctors and a trauma nurse helped to treat the three-year-old boy before paramedics arrived. He's now in a stable condition. 
A severe weather system is bringing heavy rain to parts of southeast Queensland, threatening flash flooding. Authorities are warning people in coastal areas to be on alert after more than a dozen rescues over the weekend. Hazardous surf conditions are forecast today, with a warning in place right along the coast. And Sydney is next in the firing line, set for another drenching in the coming days as the system tracks south. A public pool in Sydney's south will reopen this morning after a chemical spill prompted the evacuation of 150 people. Too much hydrochloric acid was released into the spa at the Hurstville Aquatic Centre. Fumes quickly irritated the airways of those at the centre. Three people, including a young girl, were taken to hospital, while six others were treated at the scene. Police have condemned a gang of interstate thrill-seekers breaking into high-rise building sites in Sydney and Melbourne. They record themselves dangling from girders and cranes hundreds of metres up, risking not only their own lives, but possibly those below. The harbour views are breathtaking, but the people capturing them, criminal. This is the latest video recorded from a crane that these thrill-seekers had climbed in Circular Quay. A week ago, another city construction site was their dangerous playground. And Victoria police are being taunted online too. This stunt recorded from the top of a 300-metre-high crane that sits right across the road from Melbourne's new police headquarters. Genuinely one of the most beautiful things I've seen in my life. It's a balancing act to hide their identity, but boast about their crimes and how they managed to slip past security. The person who posted the videos online claimed not to have broken any laws and wants to inspire, not influence. But it's not clear if they are the actual climbers or just someone sharing videos sent to them. Whoever the climbers are, New South Wales police now want to meet them all. Their illegal stunts condemned by builder Lendlease and tourists. I just think they're very dumb, ignorant, selfish. Also the repercussions of somebody was to witness them fall, well they'd have the impact on a person passerby like us. The daredevils are facing trespassing charges, hefty fines and even imprisonment. Ashley Hansen, 7 News. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has given the green light for England's next step out of COVID lockdown. On April 12, outdoor pubs and restaurants, non-essential shops, gyms and hairdressers will reopen. If things continue to go well, uh, I do think that uh, for many people in many ways, uh, life will uh, begin to get back to uh, you know, at least some semblance of, of normality. Restrictions on foreign travel could be lifted on May 17. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
COVID-19 case numbers are surging in India with more than 100,000 new infections recorded in a day. It's the highest single-day figure since the pandemic began. Health experts say the major spike is due to a new highly infectious double mutant variant and easing of restrictions. The country's hardest-hit states are going back into lockdown and will include a nighttime curfew. The corruption trial of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has resumed in Jerusalem. He's charged with accepting bribes, fraud and breach of trust in connection with three cases. Mr Netanyahu has denied all the charges against him, branding them a witch hunt by his political opponents. The trial could last for another two years. Paracetamol is the most common painkiller in Australia, but now there are new claims that for some types of pain it might not be any better than a placebo. A first-of-its-kind study has found the drug is only effective in a handful of conditions. Racked with lower back pain for years, nun Sister Mary Lynn Cochran prayed for paracetamol to kick in. Panadol for the back pain doesn't work at all. But the osteopanadol works for my knees and my, um, for my joints. When Sydney University researchers analysed data on paracetamol's effectiveness in 44 different pain conditions, they found strong evidence it works only in four. There's a number of different formulations of paracetamol and it's important for people to be aware which formulation they're using. Paracetamol does provide modest pain relief for knee or hip osteoarthritis, pain after craniotomy, tension headache, perineal pain after childbirth. I think people need to be careful and to rethink it. So, you know, if there are other options, go with the other options. For back pain, don't bother taking it. Paracetamol does not help lower back pain. It's no better than placebo. And there's inconclusive evidence for migraine, ear infection in children, abdominal pain, common cold headaches and dental procedures. The researchers are not advocating using opioids instead. Paracetamol is still worth considering for mild to moderate pain. But more evidence is needed on its real effectiveness. Helen Wellings, 7 News. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones jumped to a record high on the back of strong jobs figures in the US. The Nasdaq is also riding high. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei rose, Hong Kong's Hang Seng also higher. Australian investors will be hoping for more gains when trading resumes today after the Easter break. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,728 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 59 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 76.52 US cents, 84 Jap oh, 81 Japanese yen, and a dollar eight New Zealand. One of the most high-profile witnesses in the George Floyd murder trial has taken the stand in Minneapolis, the city's chief of police. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. His testimony is focused on whether excessive force was used during Mr Floyd's arrest. Good morning, Jody. And yes, this issue came up with other representatives of the Minneapolis Police Department appearing in the first week of testimony last week, and both were damaging for the defendant, Derek Chauvin. Of course, you'll recall Derek Chauvin accused of second and third degree murder and manslaughter for digging his knee into the neck of George Floyd for that agonising nine minutes, 29 seconds on May 25th last year. It triggered all of those global deaths 
demonstrations uh, that would follow. The horror of this incident, well, police have already given evidence in the first week to suggest that the officer's actions were unnecessary. Now, Police Chief Arredondo, uh, appearing today, has already said last year that he thought this was murder, is now talking about the importance of dignity and respect in the way that police treat members of their community. The goal is to resolve the situation as safely as possible. So uh, you want to always have de-escalation um, layered into those actions of using force. Ahead, we expect at least another week or two of evidence before the jury gets to retire and consider a verdict. It may well be the end of the month or early May before we know the outcome of this trial. Jody, Plenty of eyes on that. OK, thanks, Tim. LG has decided to exit the mobile phone market, abandoning its plans for a rollable screen. The South Korean tech giant failed to keep up with industry leaders Apple and Samsung over the past few years. The company will continue to sell smartphones until July 31 before pulling them from shelves. It will provide service support and software updates for customers of existing mobile products. In sport, Geelong has survived a late Hawthorne fight back to win a thrilling Easter Monday clash at the MCG. The Cats had control over much of the annual clash, leading by five goals towards the end of the third quarter. The young Hawks didn't lay down, kicking five of the last seven goals, but couldn't do enough to overcome the deficit, falling by five points. Geelong's Sean Higgins will likely miss matches with a hamstring injury. Parramatta have continued their perfect start to the season, holding off the West Tigers in their annual Easter Monday clash. The Eels struggled under the high ball all game as the Tigers fought back twice to push the Premiership contenders, but two tries in the dying minutes was enough to seal their fourth win of the season. Parramatta sit equal top of the ladder with Penrith. The West Tigers are 13th. Melbourne City have kept the pressure on A-League ladder leaders Central Coast with a thrilling 3-2 win over Wellington. Jamie McLaren hit his 13th goal of the season as City took the lead twice. They were pegged back both times by a spirited Phoenix side in Wollongong. Marco Tilio proved himself the hero minutes from full time. Western United beat the Newcastle Jets 1-0. Sydney FC have stamped their claim for being the W League's most dominant team after reaching their fourth straight grand final with a 3-0 win over Canberra. They will face the Melbourne victory on Sunday. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough and low pressure system are generating areas of rain and the odd storm over eastern Queensland and northeastern New South Wales. Troughs in southwestern WA and central Queensland are causing showers and storms. A tropical cyclone has formed well north of WA, settled elsewhere with high pressure. Around the capitals today, showers in Brisbane atop of 22 degrees, 20 with showers in Sydney, Canberra mostly sunny, mostly sunny in Melbourne, mostly sunny in Hobart, Adelaide sunny, mostly sunny in Perth and Darwin mostly sunny atop of 33 degrees. And that's 7 Early News for this Tuesday.